All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Gregor Show, presented as always by PlayAlberta.ca. Or go to PlayAlberta.ca, where you can uh, enter in a grand a day you can win for the next 20 years, which, doing the math, is around uh, 7.2 mil. Wake up every morning. Maybe, uh, maybe, they did, maybe they're old school. They deliver a check to you. I'm guessing it's probably electronic. But you could just go down, log in on your laptop. Oh, look, $1,000. Made a grand today. I haven't even done anything. Got out of bed. I made breakfast. Made 1000 bucks. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. It's so fun. It'd be great. Absolutely great. As we uh, welcome to the show, uh, Jason Strudwick uh, is going his hair with a pork chop today, I see. I didn't actually shower today, Greg. Do I know the truth? Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, hey, we're in studio on. today, so let's... Uh, <laughs> Jeez, no, no wonder you smell. Jeez, mix in some deodorant, for goodness sake. It's actually, uh, this is a golfing. So this morning I got up, took the kids to school, and I went right to golf. I'm trying to get into golfing. I'm trying to be a good golfer. Well, not trying to be. I just want to be a, a guy that plays regularly a couple times a week. Yeah. So I went out there, sunscreened up. Um, I, like last week I shot an, an 80, uh, and now that that's really good for me. Today I go out there and roll it a 95. And so in 95, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? And so, listen, I don't think I'm the greatest golfer of all time, but I, I think I'm better than 95. So somewhere in between is probably the truth. But you come out shooting 80 a week ago, you feel pretty good about yourself. Then you drop a 95. I hit a few extra balls after, let's just say. And uh, so here I am, ready well, to rumble. Strider, that reminds me. Um, 
of now I'm going to play this and, and hopefully uh, you let me know if you guys can hear it or not, because this is this is the greatest Seinfeld. The first part, because this this is when you when you told me this, I immediately pulled it up because I knew we were going to talk about because this is this is Strud's and probably ninety nine percent of you. So remember, the first part is before you go golfing. This is the first part of what you're going to do. Take on our drivers. We tee up and let the ball go sailing up into the sky. Holds there for a moment and then. Now here's after. Hey, you want these? Oh, that's how I felt. Oh. That's how I felt. I don't know. We were playing and actually I was just terrible. And then we, it was a little bit slow. This, this, well, not slow, but these two ladies are behind us. They partner up with us. And I hit a, I got a par on the last hole. I'm not to my own horn because there was a lot of bad holes. And they're like, you must be a pretty good player. And I was like, Thank you. Like you're See, so, the golf so course good. does that. I hate it. Like somehow it's like the, there's like a supervisor of the golf course yeah. that's around somehow, and you will suck from hole three to hole right. 16 or 17. 100%. And then you get on hole 18, and suddenly, you know what? Your, your ball is right down the pipe, and now yeah. you par the hole. And one par, and you leave. Jesus, I finished pretty good. We got to get back out here. I found my game again. God, I hate it. Because well, I'd rather just give me a snowman so I can be like, this sucks. I'm not coming back. Well, the guy was playing with, he's like, maybe we should play another nine. Yeah. Because we both parted. <laughs> or I think he had a bogey, maybe. I felt, we felt so good about ourselves, yeah. right? God, it's such, it's such a good game. But, and again, I don't think I'm the greatest golfer. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm a mid 80 kind of golfer, but God, it didn't show up today. Oh, rough, rough. It's a tough one, man. Tough Humbling. one. Humbling. That's what, uh, that's what happens, man. Hey, guy, Struddy, I just did the exact same thing. 80 this past Saturday, then 95 the next day on Sunday. 80 yeah. was my best round ever, Mike. Oh, hey. Yeah. The, the Lord giveth and he taketh away. I think that's the uh, quote. And it's funny, like, you can feel so good about one part of your game, whatever is the drive, your irons chipping. And then the next time it just, like, today I could not chip to save my life. Like, it was just, and then you start getting in your own head. And then he got, I think, I don't know if they call it the yips or the gyps or just you suck, but I was just chipping it all over, sculling it. The gyps. Oh, yeah. Lots of people God. call, hey, I got the gyps today. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> it was so bad. So, like, it's just, oh, my God, what happened? Okay. So I have a question for you because yeah. um, I'm working with Gore to lead promo our marketing right now. Because uh, we're coming up, we've got the T-shirt design. It's like ninety percent done for the stage fighters. Oh, so I'm curious <laughs> when you're golfing, does stage fright come into play? Well, the course I golf with, there's really nowhere to pee in the bushes, so you have to go into a bathroom, right? It's pretty open. Uh, but we, generally speaking, like on the course, no problem because I can go in the bush, deep bush. Oh, okay, so and if you go deep in the bush, no problem. Even there's though no it's now, what if your foursome guys know you're in there and there's like striding, hurry up? Well, I never, I never, I always do it. Like I'll just pretend, like. So when you're looking for your ball in the bush yeah. in the middle of the fairway. Or my buddies. And I you're just you're the tree there. urinator on the golf course. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, well, better than the porta potty. You know how I feel about it. I'd rather. No, the porta potty is better for all of us. You in the it. bush is better for you. Yeah, I think a lot. I'm not the only you're guy. You're not a that dog. Like, are bush. you lifting your leg when you're going in there? Who, you got, do you take your bush. feet afterwards and wipe the yeah. ground like the dog? I, spreading your scent? I am not the only person that pees in the bush. There's a ton of people that pee in the bush all the time. Yeah. Well. As long as it's one, not two. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the porta potty. I don't like the smell of the porta potties. I don't know. It's just something about it. I don't know if it's a plastic, what they use, the chemicals. 
Like, can you think of a sport that you can fluctuate so massively from one day to the, like when you play hockey, if you play a men's league yeah. game, right? Like you might have a good game and score a goal. Maybe you get two points and the next game you get zero, but it doesn't see as seem as drastic as, yeah. you know, Matt, Hey guys, I shot 35 one day, best nine of my life. Next day, 53. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like an 18, like basically it's two strokes per hole difference. That's it. Over one day. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like when you think about it, you know, you, and <laughs> It's just crazy. And I, what I find the most frustrating is when you get off the tee, fine, 250 yards down the middle. Oh, and then you chunk it? Chunk it. <laughs> or you put it in the bunker, and now you're in the bunker. Now you skull it out of the bunker, and now you're now you're just scrambling, hoping to get a bogey. Then you're in your own head. Then you end up with like a three, up like a like a triple bogey. You're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But when it's easy, when you're playing well, like that last hole today, good drive, chip it on, two putt, walk. Like it was, a, it was the easiest Hole. It took me no time at all. Greg, do you not pee in the bush? That's way weirder than uh, that's way weirder than not being in the bush. Or peeing in the bush is way weirder than not. Porta potties are always disgusting. Well, first of all, um, I go right before my round starts in the clubhouse so I can wash my hands. Sure. Yeah. And now I don't know what courses you guys are golfing on, but I've been into you know most of them don't necessarily have a porta potty. Like I play the ranch lots, right? They have the the uh, the washroom right on hole. You can either do it on hole three or four or on hole seven, right? right. You're right, yeah, they're right there that's connected. Right? right. So what's that? Three and seven, I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Before yeah. you tee off on three and yeah. on seven. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't have a baby bladder. I don't know how you guys like hold it a little bit here. Yeah, but over eighteen holes, if you have three beers, you've got to pee on uh, through it somewhere. It's just nice, like yeah. I, well, so I could do it at the ranch. I could do it at number seven, and I'm not. Then I could do it at number nine, and there's also the one on uh, number fourteen. See, but I'm at the point now where I don't have to hold the equipment. I can just drop my shorts. I don't drop them down my ankles, but and just let the equipment do it the way it needs to. Then I just pull. I don't. No need to even touch anything except my zipper. Not to brag, but that's, that's the equipment. Some visual I didn't need. Well, I just so you know, just trying to just the stand there. Shorts are dropping all the way <laughs> down. Jeez, it's not, they're not like they're, it's not like my shorts on the back <laughs> of my, uh, my golf God, piece. but I mean, am I the only one your out bare there? Ass as you're, like, no, you no, it's not here? that. But uh, I'm not the only guy. I can do it without touching any equipment. Yeah, but you're the never nude. Like you're wearing like you're wearing short boxer shorts. Yeah, but I don't even have to take my glove off. Right, that's how good I am. That's how. Like, am I the only guy that can do that? Probably not. Hey, guys, bowling can do that. We've got a few texts. Darts as well. Yeah, I could see it. I guess maybe. Bowling I could see, but I, don't, I guess I have to. I've never bowled in consecutive days, so I yeah. can't. Like, if I bowl twice a year, I don't expect. I don't, first of all, I wouldn't remember my score from six months <laughs> yeah. ago. So I guess yeah. you'd have to be like, yeah, and I don't golf a ton, but I could. sometimes I'll golf twice in a week. Yeah, sure. I can't remember it's if I've time. ever bowled twice in a week. Oh, I never have. Right. Not that, no, that's not true. There was a stretch there where we got a little competitive amongst our friends and we played gateway lanes when oh. we were young. Cause they used to have their, had, uh, well, we found out like Tuesdays and Thursdays they had a real big drink special when we were right. in our early twenties. So I think it went like a month where we thought we were bowlers. Yeah. Which was really, basically was, a, was an excuse to drink. Yeah. Basically what it's like, we're not just drinking. We're bowling. Yeah. We're working out. Yeah. So. Guys, Strudwick has the same attitude to holding his equipment as he does his wallet. Hands off. <laughs> Touche. Jeez. Who's texting in? Is that your wife? Yeah, that's... Come on. <laughs> Give me a chance here. Hey, guys. Sounds like uh, Strudy's a 12 handicap. You expect to shoot 80 to 84 every round, but realistically, uh, should only shoot that 8 out of 20 rounds below 84. Really? You blow up to 95. Mac in the bulk truck. 
You know, that is actually my well, my handicap. Someone told me seventeen, so I'm now tracking it, and my index is twelve point nine. So I thought my handicap was twelve point nine, but he said depends nah. from course to course. M- most handicaps are a farce. I'd like to get it down. Most most people they're sandbaggers. They lie about their handicap. They lie about their handicap when it's not when it's going to benefit them, right? And it's yeah, a part. Oh point. no, no, I'm a twelve, and then all of a sudden, no, no, now I'm a I'm a sixteen. When all of a sudden they get into a match play. So, yeah, I've like, I very rarely do I trust the guy who talks about his handicap too often. Well, I'm put, I now track it on the Golf Canada app. I have a legit. Yeah. And are you the guy who's like, oh, I can't take a seven because my handicap is this? I put a suck it, Sherlock. You just shot a seven. Take it. I shot a 95 today. I did. You think I want to put that in there? I don't think that's going to help my score go down or my handicap. Now, here's a text I got to get to. Oh, boy. Hey, Gregor, you don't pee outside on the farm? Same thing. Uh, whoa, 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 Calgary. Well, are you comparing me on my own farm to me golfing on a golf course where there's people coming by every 10 minutes in a different foursome? Not remotely the same. But we're not peeing on the team. And box. when I do pee at the farm, which is very rare, really? but I'll do it outside and I'm doing it in the barnyard where there's a lot of bunch of cows. And trust me, they're, uh, they're making a much bigger mess than I. And I'm still then going off to the side. Yeah, but you're not, I'm not peeing on the tee box or on the green. Well, I've seen guys do it. I'm, yeah, but that's when they're really buckled. I'm taking it deep in the woods mm-hmm. and then just, you know, sometimes you got to fight the mosquitoes. Yeah, but so here's what happens. Moving. You guys get six beer in and then you're getting it on your glove or on your hand and nope. then you're high five in your teammate. No, just, what? that's what's happening. What are your friends that's what's happening. with? Is that what Murray McCork does? Oh, no, no, no. Murray, dude, that guy's a stickler <laughs> for the rules. He's like Kramer. He's no. a stickler for the rules. But we don't need to handle the equipment to pee. That's when you know you've reached elite status in golfing. You're yeah, not- well, I, I've seen you. You know, you got one hand on the tree, and then you lose balance or no. something, and then no. you don't inadvertent no. splashing. That's what happens. There's no splashing. What do you think I'm peeing? Jeez. What kind of peeing do you do? Oh, we'll take a quick break. And I'm to Sports Theater, TSN 1260. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 327 Eminent Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick with you. You can always get involved. You can text us 10-1260. Email us at our Jiffy Lube inbox. Jay Greger, TSN 1260.ca. Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where all the revenue stays right here in the province. Uh, there are uh, two games tonight for uh, playoff implications. NBA, Celtics trying to stave off elimination, and the Dallas Stars. Without Jamie Benn sitting out uh, his first of two, if necessary, Game suspension. No dad enough. And uh, the ageless wonder, Joe Pavelski, is a game time decision. A lot of things are stacking up against the Dallas Stars. So uh, to me, it's only a matter of time. It's going to be Vegas and Florida. And uh, if Dallas loses game four or game five, the Stanley Cup finals will begin next Wednesday. And uh, let's get to our big guest today because starting tomorrow, it's the Memorial Cup. In Kamloops, where uh, Jason Strudwick is a member of the last Blazers team to win a Memorial Cup. Who knew that the straw that stirred the drink was Tyson Nash? <laughs> Let's uh, get to our big guest of the day, uh, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches, safely taking your team or group to their next destination. Go to silentrides.ca. And we are joined by a member of the WHL champions. He's a back-to-back WHL champion, this time with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Dylan Gunther joins us. Dylan, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. 
Well, Dylan, it's it's very rare that you get an opportunity to uh, go to consecutive uh, Memorial Cups, and it's even more rare for a guy like I can only imagine how amped up you are after having to sit and watch with an injury last year in the Memorial Cup. Can can you put into words just how excited you are to get on the ice on Saturday and kind of remove that uh, frustration from a year ago? Yeah, I can't wait. I we uh, got down here yesterday and. It's a, it's a pretty cool event. The city kind of comes together for it. There's a lot of people and a lot of volunteers that do a lot of work. So, uh, you know, it's been fun. We got on the ice today, and I can't wait for Saturday. Dylan, you guys, obviously, you were one of them, the guys that was traded to that team. And how, how long did you feel it, it kind of took your group to kind of come together after some of the, the massive moves that your general manager pulled off? Yeah, I think... Uh, kind of the core guys who have been here for a long time did a really good job at, at integrating us uh you know that it's obviously a, a heavy style of play uh mixed in with with a lot of skills so i think we can kind of bring that to the table and and we all get along super well off the ice so i think that, that kind of helped uh with our on ice play too Dylan, as you know, for you, you came in as a trade uh, deadline acquisition uh, for that team, and man, your team is loaded. Uh, there's 11 draft picks on the team. There's four guys who are going to get drafted this year. That's 15 players. Like that, that's a real deep team. You're on some pretty good Oil Kings teams, but man, this one's incredibly deep. Talk about just the the, the need. I had uh, your coach on a few months ago, and he said the biggest one was just trying to get guys to to kind of find their roles because lots of guys suddenly had to take on a different role than they were used to, in, in either on this team already or in the teams they were coming from. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a big difference. Like we have like four really good lines who who can all score and all play against uh, the other team's top lines. So. I think uh, as the playoffs went on, that, that really helped us a lot was just our depth, and especially uh, on the road when the other team is, is trying to get matchups and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we were able to kind of stay fresh the whole time just because uh, we're, we're, we were able to roll. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what kind of gave us some success there. So. You know, Dylan, you came back to the WHL after a long run in the NHL. Did you make up some, some – uh, some a, a list that you have things you wanted to kind of work on or accomplish uh, in this in this kind of short time you had in, uh, in junior again. Yeah, I think uh, you know for me personally, I think just just trying to get stronger. Uh, obviously, the guys up there are are stronger, faster, and and they think uh, you know the game's a lot faster. But I think the the strength aspect is something that uh, you know I can work on and. And not playing, I mean, you still play a lot in the Western League, but you don't play every other day like you do up there. So you get a bit more uh, more time to do that. And then kind of as the team uh, getting a chance to compete for the championship again and not playing in the Mem Cup last year and knowing that, uh, you know, there was a chance to win here, a good opportunity. So now that, uh, you know, we're finally here, I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Tell me about you know the scouting report and how different it is. You go from playing seven game series, you know the team you're facing, and now now you face Kamloops recently, so that that's probably not going to be difficult. But what do you know, if anything, about Peterborough and Quebec? And, and having watched the Oil Kings go through it last year, how do you like? What's your advice for your teammates, and what do you think the plan of attack is when you face teams that you haven't faced all year? Yeah, I think that gives us a bit of a leg up. I mean. Uh, you know, I was there last year, didn't play, but I kind of had a different perspective. And Luke Prokop was on the team last year, and he's here again. So 
I think that experience will help us. But uh, I think for us, just trying to uh, get on our path and play our game and trying to make the other team kind of adjust to us, not really uh, focusing too much on what they're doing, but trying to just impose our style on them and and try and try to make them uh, make adjustments. So I think that's a big one. And, and just starting well, I, you know, it's like you said, it's a tournament style. It's a point style thing. So if you get the first win, I think it really helps you, uh, you know, later on. Joined by uh, Seattle Thunderbirds uh, forward Dylan Gunther. Uh, it's going to take part in the Memorial Cup here uh, right away. Dylan, you know, how, how – important is it to kind of just take it game by game and not not think of it as uh you know we got to win five games or whatever four games to to get to the final and how do you how do you go about doing that yeah i think that's huge uh i mean we're we're here for a while and we don't play a whole lot so i think that the day between games uh is kind of nice in a sense we've been playing back-to-backs a lot so i think that (laughs) that allows us to kind of just uh, focus on one game at a time and and also just enjoy it i mean this is kind of the prize in junior hockey, but not a lot of guys and not a lot of teams get the chance uh, to be here. So it's a pretty cool event and just trying to, uh, you know, enjoy that, but also, uh, you know, playing playing our best hockey. What do you guys, what do you have planned? Do you know your itinerary as far as the off days? What do you go do? Uh, not really. Um, but, but the city does a really good job. Like, we have these... Uh, lanyards or whatever and there's a number on the back and if you call it uh, these cars will come pick you up and take you wherever you say so uh i mean that's kind of nice we can go out and do that uh especially on these two days off here but i think we got uh a parade or something now uh we i I don't know a whole lot but uh (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Whatever they got going on, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, I remember we, you know, and I when we did it there in council, and we uh, not to put pressure on you, but we won it by whatever. Um, <laughs> they we had a big. There was a huge event, and uh, I couldn't believe it. I, I'd never sat across some guys I was going to play against, and that time I don't know if they gave you costumes, but we all had to wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots. And uh, I wasn't big on that either, but here I was wearing a skinny little toothpick, wearing these hats and boots, and we looked like I, – I didn't think we looked particularly intimidating. I guess it didn't matter at that point. But, you know, I, I, you know that, that idea of enjoying it, being with your buddies, I think it's so special because it's, it's quite a long time, but it's so brief. Uh, you know, you're talking about three, four, or five games maybe. Yeah, like you said, uh, maybe try to pump up the arms or something a bit uh, <laughs> to show that intimidation. But. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of like uh, the cherry on top, I think, this kind of tournament. I mean, you go through the the league playoffs with all the travel and, uh, you know, there's a lot of bustling involved and it's really a grind. And then you get here and you're playing every other day and uh, you're not playing a whole lot of games, but, uh, you know, the prize is, is obviously huge. So I think we're just going to try to enjoy it and, you know, with that, uh, just play our best. Dylan, I have to ask you, uh, of course, uh, you played for the Coyotes uh, this past season as well. You got into 33 games, had six goals, 15 points. Pretty decent production in your first 33 NHL games. Uh, what was your experience like at the Mullet Arena? Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to play in. It, it's a fast rink. Like, the boards are really lively. And, uh, you know, it, it feels smaller, obviously. But, but, I mean, the ice service is the same. But I think the... The boards are live. The fans are kind of right there, and uh, the ice is 
just really fast and really good, and we had success there. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun to play, and yeah, we really enjoyed it. Uh, but what's it like to play with uh, Lucas Siona again? And I'm wondering how many people has he mauled over uh, during the games uh, this this past year? Because he was he was definitely one of those types of players. Yeah, yeah he's a big body. He's my roommate. <laughs> uh, he's sitting here right now. His AirPods in. But uh, is he in shape? Uh, is he finally in shape? Yeah, yeah, he's still in good shape here. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a lot of fun to play with him and. Uh, you know, we obviously won a little bit of NAX, and to get the chance to, uh, you know, to win a championship here again with him and, and kind of uh, get together again, it, it's been a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, I think having him on the team when I came here really helped me uh, integrate into the team a lot. Does he ever talk about all the uh, the real sweet stick handling tips he got from Struds? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> You're still no, saying, yeah, uh, man, the guy's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about that. Ask him. Yeah, Maybe you a ask couple, him. Uh, just uh, uh, press tips from Struts, though. Work on that big chest. Don't, don't pretend that you didn't learn from me either, buddy. That one-timer stuff I gave you. Is, you're welcome, by the way. Buy me a subway yeah, yeah, sometime. I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, Dill, you'll probably run into Struds. Uh, there, there, he might yeah. even get it. Be, he'll be coming back into his uh, uh, into his hometown. Well, not his hometown, but his home junior town in Kamloops. They're yeah. bringing back. Uh, they're trying to pull out all the big stops to see if they can get a win. And uh, he might even be out there for a ceremonial puck drop. So uh, I'm sure watch out. Make sure the toupee isn't flopping around if you see him out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'll be pretty cool if don't, I see you there. Don't be intimidated, buddy. Just play your game. <laughs> I'm just another guy. Sure, I won two Royal Cups. Whatever. Have a good time. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dylan. Uh, best of luck. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. You betcha. It's not an endorsement, is it? But he's got a real deep voice. Yeah, I run camps, man. I'm trying to make a living here on the side. <laughs> he's laughing. I, I like Why it was is he just laughing like, so hard? There was like a pregnant pause. I was like, hello? Yeah. Is this still on? Buddy, I, I do run camps. Like, give me some. Like, yeah, you know what? He helped me. With something, just well, just hey, lie. You know, he did give you a comment. He's like big, big chest. He did say that. Yeah. Well, he used to get mad because I'd shut him down in the three on three game he played. It's like maybe that's as maybe a fourteen year old. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was yeah fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half. <laughs> but that Lucas Siona was a man child. He's a huge kid. He's so big. Yeah. And you know what? I think you know I, I, when I look at he he didn't make a, what was it the prospects cup or something he didn't make and this guy was frustrated. And I remember I just said to him, buddy, like, put it, use it as fuel. And uh, he's he's become such a hard-nosed player. Uh, he's improved so much. He's in great shape. He's a captain of, you know, the best team in the Western Hockey League, like, drafted by the Flames. Uh, I'm a huge fan of him, of his, and, and Dylan. And, you know, I know Lou Prokoff was all there and those guys I know. So they're going to be tough to beat. Well, they got a lot of local kids. Reed Schaefer. Yeah, Reed Schaefer, yeah. Right. Uh, and, of course, LaCelt own it. Uh, yeah. So there's a huge um, connection yeah. of, of Edmonton area kids and, and management and owners that are on that team. Of course, uh, Bill LaForge was uh, in Edmonton at Mount Royal for a, for a long, Mount Carmel, excuse okay, me, yeah. for a long, long time. So yeah. uh, there's definitely an Edmonton connection. I think there'll be lots of people watching that. And uh, sorry, Stratty, but I would sense in this city there'll be more people rooting for Seattle than there will be Kamloops. Yeah, well, I think Kamloops, I mean, they're going to, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, it, you're going to, it'd be great to see those two in the final. Um, but there's some pretty good teams in Memorial Cup. And I, I, like you said, I'm going there next week to watch the game next Wednesday. Uh, Cam was playing, so I'm hopeful that it, it's, a, it's a game that counts because this Memorial Cup will go by so quick. Um, you know, you can lose a couple games and you're out. Yes. You know, you got to be each game by game. 
Um, but I'm sure Seattle prepare for that. Well, I think what he said, that, that first game just allows you to exhale. You want to get yeah. a win as much as you can in that you, first game. Well, it just takes so much pressure off, right? Yeah. You're in the mix. Yeah. So the uh, the Memorial Cup uh, gets going. It's on TSN. If you uh, want to uh, watch it, it starts uh, tomorrow. Of course, uh, Strutty's hometown Blazers are uh, taking on Quebec at um, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Edmonton time. And then on Saturday, it will be Peterborough and the Seattle Thunderbirds at four o'clock Edmonton time. That place will be rocking. It's, I'm so excited to go down there. When we did it, it was rocking. Now it's even more so, right? More attention, more excitement. And, and really, the advantage is the, the WHL and uh, the host team uh, aren't playing on back to back days. So they play Friday, Sunday, and then actually Wednesday for the uh, Blazers. Meanwhile, uh, Seattle plays on the 27th, the 29th, and the 31st. Now, if there is a tiebreaker, then they uh, those two teams could play back-to-back. So, uh, And that's how it is. It rotates every yeah, time. For sure. right? So uh, whichever whichever league has it, their teams don't play back-to-back in the preliminary round. Yeah. So it's even all the time. And uh, we'll see the uh, Western Hockey League has not won since the Oil Kings in 2014. Now, the OHL won three in a row in 15, 16, 17, and Quebec has won the last three in 18, 21, and 22. Of course, there was no Memorial Cup in 2019 or 2020. Seems like a long time. Sorry, 2000. Yeah. So there you go. Let's see how it goes. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll return. We have uh, Struds on and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through a Thursday afternoon. Busy show. Thanks for tuning in, as always. Text us at 10, 12, 60s. It's time for the racing report brought to you by Cantorca. They got an extended spring cleaning because they got so much stuff. Lots of new pneumatic torque wrenches. Strutty's uh, famous flange spreader. Still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> 20 to 40% off. All brand new equipment. Want some great stuff? Go to Cantorca. Colin Livingston uh, joins us. He always does every Thursday. Livingston, how you doing? Man, I'm a little bit smacked up after uh, last night's carding, but, uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of pain in the joints makes me feel like I did something last night. So, yeah, not not too bad. All right. Well, that's good to hear. So uh, I I guess let's let's start with uh, IndyCar. And, um, you know, there was. Some uh, emotional roller coasters, to say the least, uh, last weekend in uh, in IndyCar. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, it's something that I don't think, unless you're actively involved in racing, I don't think a lot of people really understand um, just how quick and, and how extreme the highs and lows can be. Like, you know, as an example, um, you know, Stefan Wilson... Uh, he's the brother of the the late Justin Wilson. Justin had a, a really big IndyCar career, um, you know, former F1 driver. He was killed um, at, at Pocono a few years ago. But, you know, Stefan has, you know, he's had a decent career, but he typically only runs the uh, the 500 these days. Um, you know, obviously he works his ass off to, you know, attract all the sponsorship uh, that that's needed to get him in the, in the car, um, you know, goes through. Uh, all the testing, all the practicing last week, it qualifies for the 500. Uh, life is great. And then all of a sudden, um, in a, in a testing, uh, or a practice accident on, on Monday, um, 
he and uh, Catherine Leg made contact as uh, a bunch of cars uh, looked like they were exiting the pits, uh, caused the whole field to to pack up, and and unfortunately they just came on top of it. Um, you know, made contact. It's been the only real accident of the the whole Indy Five Hundred. Um, you know, so far he hit the wall hard enough to crack a vertebrae. And as soon as he was in, he was right back out. Um, you know, for, for Catherine leg, uh, she had the high of qualifying. She was the only one of the Ray Hall cars to actually make it in. And, uh, just as soon as, as they, they finished qualifying on Saturday, you know, two days later, she's, you know, kind of heartbroken for, for destroying that car and, and seeing another driver out. Like it, it happened so fast. Switch over to F1. Uh, can you take me through how, like, Aston Martin is going to be running Honda engines in 2026? Isn't that kind of the, the wrong kind of promotion they want to have, or how does this work? Well, really interesting for for two two car brands to be partnered up. But you know, Honda's been you know directly and indirectly connected to Red Bull here for the last bunch of years. Um, really, kind of a messy convoluted story that i think is almost almost to the point of being boring but uh, the short version is that honda said that they wanted to leave f1 um in in 2022 because they wanted to focus more on carbon neutral projects and even though they've been out they've still technically been in um that they're still providing all the technical support to to red bull with you know essentially their honda engines that they they rebranded as uh, Red Bull powertrains, but at the end of of uh, 2025, uh, Red Bull's lined up. I think it's with uh, you know with Ford, Cosworth, Jaguar, something like that. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, and and I should be better at at this than that. But uh, Honda lining up with uh, with Aston Martin to be their exclusive engine partner. Um, you know, uh, claiming that because of the uh, carbon neutral incentives that are are coming down the pipe um, in in F one, that this now justifies what what their um, corporate goals are. So, uh, you know, I don't know that this is really going to upset the world. I mean, Aston Martin's had a really great resurgence uh, this year, running Mercedes. Um, you know, obviously, we've seen Fernando Alonso have uh, one of the best starts of his entire career. Uh, perpetually, uh, you know, finishing on the on the the podium. What it means uh, again, only time will tell. But um, you know, pretty pretty big uh, that that uh, that's who they're going to be uh, lined up with. Yeah, it was unfortunate, of course, for uh, for F one, and, and more unfortunate for all the people with all the flooding. And so uh, they had that race uh, completely wiped out. Uh, they're not going to uh, they're not going to make it up uh, uh, whatsoever. But, um, you know, this week, and it's, it's Monaco, there's tons of action around the track, but there's not much on the track. On Like, I watched the race last year at Monaco. I thought it was, like, the least entertaining race. I, I know it's, like, it's old school and it's tradition, and I understand all that, but is there a way to make this better, or is this just kind of what you accept and say, hey, it's, this is the history of the, of the sport, and we're not leaving Monaco? I, I really think, you know, my personal opinion is that the series has, has well outgrown the streets of Monaco. Um, obviously it's a, it's a very old city. There, there's not a lot that can be done. The, the cars have gotten so big and, you know, they've become uh, arguably the cars had more power many years ago, uh, when they were more naturally aspirated and, and had the, the, you know, V12, uh, style engines, but, 
the the cars there's just not a lot of room to pass so in in a lot of ways the cars really just who qualifies first really really has the advantage with the exception of a pit stops again you know we talked about this around you know races like Miami where it seems that there's a whole lot more sizzle around the track than there is on track and and Monaco is definitely the the number one I mean it's still a, a a premier, if not the premier event on the on the calendar, just because of all the the circumstance that goes around. I mean, most of the drivers for tax purposes call Monaco home because it's a it's a tax shelter. They can they can keep way more of their income there. Um but again, you know, from a from a purely racing standpoint, I mean it's a it's a terrible event. Um, you know, so what what at the same time I I just don't know that F1 has the has the wherewithal to walk away from from you know that level of history but um you know the the uh the the leaders of of F1 aren't aren't asking my opinion either so they'll keep <laughs> doing what they're doing I'll get to complain about it and uh you know the world will go on Colin Livingston joins us for the Cantor Grayson Report here on the Jason Greg Show on TSN 1260. Switching over to NASCAR Pinting Series, uh, you know, your group has a new a new car. So what is the harder part? Is it the harder part for the racer or the driver to get to know the the vehicle itself and its 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 kind of intricacies? Or is it just the crew getting the, the car right for the driver? Well, it's both. I mean, unfortunately, last weekend we had our, our practice and qualifying was rained out. So we didn't get any on track, uh, time or any meaningful time because, uh, the only thing we had was Sunday morning. They gave us a 15 minute shakedown. Um, that, that really translated into only about uh, four laps worth of, uh, on track action. Uh, not really enough to, to figure out the, the setup of this new car. I mean, we, we know that this new car is going to be really good. Um, we were just, you know, we started on the back foot. Um, our crew, uh, Terry Simpson, uh, you know, tag did a great job. Uh, Terry's our crew chief. You know, the, the communication's great. We, we ran high, uh, as high as second place. Uh, you know, maybe got our pit stops a little bit wrong, uh, a little bit too late into the event. But, um, yeah, I mean, walked away with a sixth place finish. Um, got really, really lucky that, um, uh, we took a rock. There were a couple of cars that went off track at, at turn 10, the final corner at, uh, at Canadian tire, uh, brought a rock onto the track. It went through our grill, hit our rad. And, uh, fortunately, uh, the rad held up. I mean, the, the rad is, has got to be replaced, but it could have very easily killed the rad, which could have very easily killed a brand new engine. Uh, so, so we were quite lucky there, but, uh, I, everyone's excited for this year now. Um, you know, looking forward to the next, uh, the next oval, uh, at, at Chaudière, Quebec and, and our next road course at, uh, the Toronto Indy. So when you say that you, you pitted too late, what was the strategy that led to going that route? Well, we were counting on the, the pit strop, the pit strategy that we use counted on getting a late race caution, which that race almost always has it. So we wanted to push later into the event so that our tires were newer later. Okay. Um, the, the, it just didn't happen. So the, the teams that, that made their pit stops earlier, 
they got the track position. So after our cycled stops, we came back out in 13th place, uh, had to drive our way back up to sixth, where had we pitted earlier, uh, we would have had the advantage. You just never know. If you pit too early and then there's the late race caution, the guys with new tires have the advantage and they can, you know, they, they can easily drive around the, the older tire cars. Yeah. Okay. So you're playing the odds a little bit at times, right? That's just, that's just how it goes. 100% gamble, yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, you mentioned uh, the uh, the off-camber carters. Um, you're, uh, I think uh, you said, quote, earlier, I'm finding new ways to suck. But um, yeah. I know it's early on for you. You've raced for many years, though. But until you get that first race under your belt, is, like, is there a way to really prepare for that? Like, you can train all you want, but until you get back in a race, you just need to race? Is that how it goes? Yeah, I just haven't had time to prepare. Um, you know, physically I'm, I'm in, in, you know, probably the best karting shape I've been in in a long time. Um, but I just haven't had time to work on my cart. I mean, we've been really busy at the office and I've been focusing on some of our customer operations. So mine's the last thing to get touched. Last night, I actually had time to work on a bit of setup, um, and, and finally put some new tires on for the first time in, you know, this year. And, all of a sudden, you know, life got a whole lot easier. I mean, I, I passed, uh, you know, 10 or 11 carts in the first heat, uh, second heat, obviously I've started way further forward and, and the carts are a lot quicker, uh, but was keeping up with a lot of really fast guys in, in the, the lighter weight class. Um, I, I ended up first in my category after the second heat. And then, uh, unfortunately, as, uh, as the uh, video we just posted to Twitter, uh, shows, uh, took, took a little bit of air, uh, had my, had my rate, my final, uh, ended before I got through the first corner. But, uh, as we say, it was just one of them racing deals. Awesome stuff, Colin. Uh, we will chat with you next week. Have a good one. You bet. Always a pleasure. Thanks guys. The racing report brought to you by can torque let's get to a quick sports center update brought to you by legacy heating and cooling home with no payments no interest for one year on your ac unit stay cool all summer legacy heating tsn 1260 sports center update starts now Team Canada has advanced to the semifinal at the IIHF World Hockey Championships after beating Finland 4-1. Canada will play Latvia after they upset Sweden 3-1. In other quarterfinals, USA blank Czechia 3-0 and Germany upset top-seeded Switzerland 3-1. Game 4 of the NHL's Western Conference Final goes tonight from Dallas as the Stars look to stay alive. They trail Vegas three games to none and will be without captain Jamie Benn as he serves the first of his two-game suspension. Puck drop will come just after 6 o'clock from the American Airlines Center. In the association, the Miami Heat look to punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. From Boston tonight, the Heat lead the Celtics three games to one in the Eastern Conference Finals and tip-off is scheduled for 6.30. Blue Jays were in action earlier today and they dropped their ninth out of their last 11, this time coming at the hands of the Rays, 6-3, the final from down in Tampa. Elsewhere around the MLB, the Cardinals beat the Reds 2-1. The Rockies are up 6-4 on the Marlins in the ninth, and the Padres lead the Nationals 5-1 in the sixth. Later today, the Orioles will take on the Yankees, the Mets are in Chicago to face the Cubs, and Seattle hosts Oakland. Coming up in Hour 3 of the Jason Greger Show, we will be joined by Sad Youssef of The Athletic, and we'll ask five questions. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.